0: This is Hector Ledesma with Sports Tonight, and you're listening to Sweep the League Podcast.
1: So we were out for Halloween because Rocky and Stats, they had to go trick-or-treating, and they would not come on the show. Candace was with her uh, her son, I was the only one. Derek Girvin was out trick-or-treating over on Admiral Way. So we're back. We gave everybody the week off. It is Monday night. It is Sweep the League. It is the ravishing one, ravishing Rudy Campos. It's The Rock himself. It's stats. Shamaya on the beats. He's been texting me, people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this info later. But he's got some major stuff coming up. So that's why he hasn't been on the show. Derek Gervin, the D Gervin Big Mo show on Facebook here. He's gonna be on that show. Candace is working late. She's trying so she texted me. She's rushing home right now to get on the show. She'll try to join, but if not, she'll be back with us next week. But we do have a guest. Now I don't know if he can top Richard Oliver because Richard was talking so much shit about Hector Ledesma who is our guest. I don't know if Hector is, you know, going to come back at Richard. We're going to have a war. We Rock and I did say we're going to have a turf war between Richard and Hector, but we'll see where it goes. My high school buddy, the man the myth the legend, the next big thing on TV in San Antonio sports sports tonight's own hector ledesma hector welcome to the big show you you first of all you guys got to tell me what richard said like
0: we can't leave that like unturned what happened
1: you know he he had (laughs) nothing but great things to say about you but you know what i i I I've graduated in some kind of media college. So I will say in order for you to know, you've got to listen to the last show, Hector, we got to get those lessons up. So we'll do, we'll do back. Hector, man, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you coming
0: back. No, of course guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: So, First and foremost, I got to get with Rock. Rock, uh, you doing okay. Last week, you'd left me and Richard Oliver hanging because <laughs> you had to go talk to Heinz Ward of the XFL and left me and Richard. I I, I figured we were more important than Heinz Ward, but are you okay? Did you did the meeting go well?
2: Yeah, you know, everything went well. Of course, it went well. And, you know, I didn't stress out this Sunday about the Cowboys, so that was nice. Just relax, no stress, but everything's been going good.
1: I'm glad your Cowboys have been winning because I would never hear the end of it. And then my wife would be pissed off and I don't want a pissed off wife. So thank you, Cowboys, for winning. Stats is back with the stats. You doing all right, man? I know you had
3: a week off, man. You doing good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, sweep this league again, man. I miss Hell it. Hell
1: yeah. Hell yeah. Well, we're going to get into man. Spurs Cheeseman is going to lead it off because... We so happened to be off last week when the news broke about the San Antonio Spurs waving one Joshua Primo. Now, just backstory behind it, you know, uh, Hillary Cawthon, Dr. Hillary Cawthon uh, comes out accusing of exposure. I don't want to say necessarily a decent exposure, even though it kind of was indecent decent exposure. We're just going to say exposure and for all that stuff, all that junk, you know, whatever it is. That's pretty much the gist of it. Spurs kind of wiping their hands clean here. I, I'm the type of what's that? Pun
0: intended when you said junk.
1: Exactly. Exactly. We'd like to throw these little puns and these little things left and right so they catch them, you know, it makes for a good laugh every now and then. Um, my thing is this. I don't like to come out and say what I feel on a situation until everything is out on the floor. And when I look at it is okay. uh, First off, you don't you don't want to show your junk anywhere to anybody these days, especially um, text message or in person from what I'm not mistaken. I know I know rock has a bad habit of doing that from back in the day, but he's not doing that no more um because he has his only fans you got to pay for i think it's what 1995 rock for your only fans is that what it 1996, is 96 but that's when i was born baby yeah 1996 god you were born <laughs> in 96 Yes, sir, dude.
0: Bro, he's oh. a baby.
1: shit man hector and i graduated when you were one year old man <laughs> i can't stats when were you born is he here yeah,
3: 1991 91
1: 1991
3: uh, yep
0: Hector, that's, went silent, said,
1: that's,
2: that's went silent for a bit, right? <laughs> oh <God. laughs> his age, he was like, damn, I have to really into this. Yeah, H- yep.
1: Hector and I are getting kicked in the balls by these ages, man. You guys are babies. I knew Rock was a baby, but I didn't think Stats was that much of a baby. Like, at all. Jesus. Anyway, alright. So, yeah, Rock has an OnlyFans. Go look him up. You can definitely find it. 1996 is how much you pay a month. But we want to get around the horn here on the Primo thing. Now, I know Hector, you know, being that you've got, you know, you're you're part of the Spurs media, you cover them uh, for sports tonight. You've got more of a, a, more of an insight of, you know, when it comes to a lot of stuff, you're able to talk to players and coaching staff, you know, personnel. And again, I'm not really looking for any secrets, any stories or anything like that, but as someone who does cover the Spurs, what was your first and your initial reaction to the news and I'm gonna give you mine when you're done because I think someone who where I've covered the Spurs last year, I was able to cover the team as part of the media. My reaction was probably not like yours. And it's I'm gonna say it's kind of weird because I'm gonna give you my reaction, and you give us your reaction on it. But it's coming from two different media guys. And I think because you're so more in depth with them, that's why I'm telling everybody your reaction was probably different than mine.
0: Well, first of all, you know who told me that that the Spurs had waived primo?
1: I heard that story.
0: Yeah, did it, Rocky did he tell him the story already? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. he told him right before Rock, he got in.
0: Ro- Rocky told Ro- Rocky. Rocky's the one to tell me that that Primo had been like, go. So, um, one of the things that that I'm I'm kind of you know blessed to do is is several uh, you know organizations and schools from around the area. They'll ask if I can kind of do certain things for them, and so I, I have this neat little partnership with Harlandell ISD, and so one of the things I do for them. Is I do public address announcing for their football games, and Rocky, uh, you know, writes the the write ups for a lot of the Harlandell and and uh, Rocky, do you do Harlandell and McCullum, or do you just more, mainly do just one of the two?
2: Uh, I do mostly a, both, but I'm more of a mercenary. Whatever they need me, I'll just do any district. But they usually send me all to Harlandell
0: Yeah, so I see Rocky at the Harlandale, uh at Memorial Stadium all the time, and so we're about to start the pregame announcements. Uh, It's about, what, Rocky, about 620, 625. We're about to start the the pregame announcements. And Rocky looks at me. He's, like, sitting two seats over. And he goes, hey, did you hear Josh Primo got cut? And I go, Rocky, shut up. (laughs) I'm going to, you know, come on, dude. I'm going to start, you know, the the mic's already on. Like, don't mess around. And he's like, no, seriously, dude. So I get my phone out. And sure enough, email from the Spurs. Josh Primo waved. (gasps) Huh? So as I was telling Rocky throughout the night, I'm like, holy moly, I've got like 30 seconds before I'm supposed to start talking here. So I'm like, OK, I'm going to do with this in a minute. So I, I start g- doing the spiel. You know, you're th- thinking about when you've gone to a, a high school football game, all the yeah. stuff that's announced, you know, before a game that the UIL read, the introduction of the bands, introduction of the cheerleaders, you know, the all that good stuff, whatever. So in between those announcements, whenever I can, I'm texting my sources like what's going on? Well, I'm not getting. I'm not getting responses. When I finally do get a response, let's just say it was along the lines of, "This is not the time. Please stop reaching out." I have never gotten any kind of reaction like that from from anybody that that you know is, um, that that you know I, I kind of rely on for information. So I thought, okay, this is bad. Like the specifics of this are really bad because I think to, to kind of the long way of answering your 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 question, Rudy, is I think we all kind of sensed the way it happened and considering it was primo is that it wasn't basketball related. Right. And so, and and so everybody's imaginations, uh, start wandering. Right. And so you already knew it was bad, but you're trying to, to figure out the extent. And when, and when I get a reaction like, you know, not right now, or this isn't the time I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is pretty bad. And so over the course of the night, You know, there I am again in in between trying to do, you know, public address and, you know, calling every play and whatever for the football game. I'm trying to see what I can find out. That's when you end up seeing like the silly things come out. Right. Like that at one point there was I don't even want to I don't even want to dignify him. But you guys know what I'm talking about, like the rumors of what he had done and this and that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I when I finally got home and the game was over and I'm able to kind of like talk to people. I say talk, kind of communicate with people. I did end up getting the notion that it had to do with some kind of sexual um misconduct but I could not get a second source to confirm it mm-hmm. um and I suspect I wasn't the only one in that boat because when when Woj and Ramona Shelburne the next day broke the story and I think Shams might have been either right there with them or right behind them. not surprisingly right um I know a lot of people are like, okay, they got it. They got they got that second source. They got the second person. And I think who Woj, who Shams had was the Minnesota the person in the Minnesota hotel. I think that's what put Shams over the top. I still don't know who put Woj and Ramona, who, 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 who verified, you know, who was who their second source was. Yeah. And so and so. My initial thought, like before we get to the press conference and before we get to the Spurs' reaction to the press conference, my initial thought was okay. Um, oh, and, and as all of this is going on, and again, I'm repeating a timeline that everybody's fully aware of now, right? Is between between the initial announcement that he'd been waived and and the and when it came out that he had he had uh, exposed himself, was Primo's reaction, and and my reaction to Primo's statement. And again, I'm reading it as I'm freaking like, you know, number 21, Julian, okay, for seven yards, whatever. <laughs> as, as, as I look at, at Primo's statement, I'm like, man, you know, I just had a bad feeling because it had it had the makings that thing read. And and then the release he read after the, the doctor called in press conference kind of solidified this with me. Primo's statements have the ring of desperation like it. it my initial reaction is that's a shame because there are people who are battling mental, you know, mental, who are dealing with mental struggles who are actually dealing with mental disorders and trying to cope with, with things going on in their lives. And it felt like a cover, like it felt dirty. You know, it felt like, Mm -hmm. dude, don't, don't use this as an excuse. And sure enough, you know, his, to me at least when I read his statement, um, you know, from from following Dr. Calden's uh, press conference, it was kind of the same thing. Now, as I say this, guys, and, and everyone listening, I, I you know, I do not, I, I I have not talked to anybody from the primo side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not gotten any, any response there, no reaction there. So this is me just simply answering how I took the news and how it hit me and, and how I'm kind of, you know, how it's playing out. And we'll see what happens going forward. But in terms of the way it all landed, That's for me, that's kind of how it was leading up to to that press conference on Thursday.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it was funny because Rock, when he told me, he goes, hey, I was I was breaking the news to Hector when he was about to. And I was so like, man, I I wonder if Hector's right there saying uh, number 22, Josh Primo uh, for five. Well, wait, sorry. You know, just kind (laughs) of like getting off the track there or something. I was waiting for him to tell me that. But I, I could imagine. I mean. You're the guy at Sports Tonight. You're the man. You've got great people that work for you. And knowing, you know, the commitment you have to it, I can just imagine how crazy it was for you to do the game, to try to get that covered, get some kind of info, because I was bowling on Friday night when it happened. And my reaction when I got it was like, okay, first thing that hit me was, There's some kind of law thing there. He broke some kind of law. He did something that is probably looking at jail time. The first thing I heard was murder. I mean, that was the first thing that came all over the feed and everything was murder. And I'm like, I don't think so, but okay. Then it was some kind of exposure. And I said, that's probably more than likely. I kind of like your timeline. It was like that. And I think with me, I, for the first time, I felt like you in a sense, because I threw my first ball and I look at my phone. I've never, Hector, I've never had 35 text messages at one time at all. And I'm like, okay, somebody in my family must be in the hospital or something. But when I get 35 friends texting me, what happened to Primo? What do you know? And some of these guys are media guys, dude. Like, holy cow! Like, I was like, I don't know. And I think it's because I have a, we have like all of us here have a small tie to Derek Gervin. So I figured, you know, maybe he knows. He's got you know connection to the Spurs. And I'm like, I don't. But when I, one of them was Derek, like, what happened? Like, I have no idea. I don't know.
0: It's- I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, Rudy, it it was stunning, and 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 like the basketball aspect of this gets lost, too, uh, and and for good reason, right? Like, if the guy's running around ex- exposing himself, like, the last thing you want to be, like, yeah, the guy's, like, exposing himself to woman, to a woman or women, but let's talk about how much the Spurs are going to miss his, you know, his growth and his development. Like, that's just, you know, you don't do that. Not right now. You know, right now, you know, that, that's going to come later. But that that's really what made it shocking. Like, it would have been shocking enough had it been somebody like, well, actually, I don't know. It's tough to compare because you, you have to almost say if it was like, you know, Keldon or Devin, if it's a person like that, even somebody like Trey Jones, like if you get that email about Trey Jones, your mind doesn't immediately go to, oh my goodness, it's not basketball related. It's like, okay, like there was just a falling out and they can live without Trey Jones. Like, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, but because it was Primo and because they were going to, because he was headed toward you know, it's a generic term, but because he was headed toward face of the franchise status, it was like, honestly, it's probably, I don't think it's a stretch to say, and I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment, but it might be, and it's kind of ironic that it comes now, right? When the Spurs are are, are down, especially considering, you know, where they've been the last two decades, Yeah, it's probably the most shocking thing that that the Spurs have ever done. Like honestly, I'm trying to think because the Kawhi thing played out. So by right. the time that by the time the trade happened, you know, because with Kawhi, it was a slow buildup, and you could sense. And, and that's a whole other story, guys. We could talk about the whole Kawhi thing. Like you, you know, we got beat up in the media a lot for being like, see, there, for for other, I I can't tell you how many people came up to me in real time and were like, dude, you're making too much of this Kawhi thing. You're making it worse. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like they're honestly, guys. Like he does not this is going to be ugly. Like we're getting to a point of no return. And then, and then nobody wanted to sit back and be like, see, we told you so, but it was just so, it was just a slow playing thing that from the moment, from, there was a story that happened early on that said to me, this thing, this thing might be irredeemable. Like he's not going to play for the Spurs again. And by the, from that moment to, to when the trade actually happened that summer, it was a slow play. like, there was nothing shocking and, and and you think of other other things that like are elements of surprise um there's no other like um uh law related thing off the court related thing that's quite this shocking like yeah m- remember rod strickland exposed himself in the early 90s and david yeah. wingate you know david well, wingate had a rape allegation yeah and,
1: wingate yeah. i think the only but, thing that came close was alvin robertson alvin robertson in the late 80s because right? he got traded like, right away
0: yeah and then yeah and then the, the the whole Dennis Rodman fiasco for like you know sure. the two years he was here like every every week it was like a different circus like what was going on but like in terms of just one shocking moment I I have a hard time coming up with a moment that was more what than, than that and I so so I think when that's your starting point it's tough to process everything that happens immediately afterward
1: it really is i mean the only the only thing close to it and i'm not saying close to it in a way like this happened but i mean something real sim not similar but i guess recent would maybe be the tony and Barry thing brent berry thing yeah i mean yeah. ideally that kind of i mean that did put a friction and it had to make you know obviously brent was gone you're not going to get rid of tony but hey um,
0: can, I, can i tell you guys a quick little funny story about the tony brent thing Oh yeah, for Uh, sure. Or not Brent, the 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 Aaron Berry Tony thing. Okay, so real quick, guys, like um so I was we were my wife and I were about to get married. We were getting we were leading up to our marriage. That night, that night I, I had shifted I had shifted my schedule that day, so I was gonna work a day shift. Like I wasn't somebody else was gonna cover the game that night. I wasn't gonna go like I was gonna work a day shift. And so because I was the reason I did that was my wife was like, Hey, we need to meet with the cake lady and she wants us to take like taste the different cake, kinds of cake. So we have this thing, make it happen. I'm like, yes, ma'am. You know, we're about to get married. I'm like, yes, honey, whatever. Like, I'll be there. You <laughs> let me know what time, right? So it was that day. So we're set, we're set to have the the cake tasting, like whatever at five o'clock. At like 2:33 o'clock is when the news breaks. And so now and and, and the Spurs send out a, an immediate message saying, We're gonna hold, we're gonna make pop available. At, at 4.15 at the AT&T Center, they had a game that night, but no one who's not ordinarily credentialed to Spurs games can come. Well, the only people who had credentials at Fox were were me, Chuck, and our sports photographer, Jack Green. So, like, Chuck's hanging back, like, trying to get, you know, trying to get a handle on the developing story, meaning... I've got to go down there, right? Like to get this thing with Pop. So yeah. I called my I called my wife and to and I'm like, babe, I'm not gonna be able to make this thing. Like the, the Spurs are having a thing. I need to go down there. And so to this day, because of that, like my wife is oh, has never forgiven Tony Parker and, and Aaron Berry for you know <laughs> for, for, for engaging for engaging and, and whatever it is they were doing.
1: <laughs> wow, man, you you dude, your wife is great. Because if I was to tell my wife that. I would be six feet under after getting home from covering that thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, that's pretty much where I was. It took a while to get back in good graces.
1: Well, I'm glad Tony didn't ruin your marriage, man. I mean, <laughs> apparently he ruined somebody else's. <laughs> that's uh, Rocky. What do y'all got for Hector? If y'all don't want to talk the Primo thing, that's fine. But, I mean, y'all got any Spurs thing, whatever y'all want to do for Hector. This is Sweep the League every single Monday night. Baller Boys Podcast on Tuesday. d Gervin Big Show every Monday on Facebook. Don't forget Shamaya on the Beats internet radio and i am refocused radio always samaya all great podcast part of the sweep the league network hector these guys are going to come at you bad man they they were salve they were salivating at coming at you right now i'm i'm scared fellas but go ahead i love hector rocky's the man (laughs) does he wear okay before you go rock does he wear short shorts at the game rocky yes
0: you know what, N- Rocky? You do wear short shorts. Oh
1: no! Oh no!
3: Dude,
0: not- yeah, yeah, that's true. Not- exactly. I- Honestly, I never thought about it, but now that Rudy mentions it, you do wear short shorts, right, bro?
2: Yeah, I see it all, <laughs> all the time. Every Friday at, at Harlandale Stadium, and then I. I actually wore sweats. The, no, I did wear shorts. <laughs> I wore shorts this time at the Frontier Bowl. I hey, was wearing shorts and I was the, pretty cold on the field.
1: The very first time I was like, hey, Rock, you know, come in the studio we're on the radio show. Let's let's give you a chance on the radio. Let's get you on the air. And he walks in and I'm like, dude, I, I were, were those like your kindergarten shorts or I mean, <laughs> those I are like, tiny. I, <laughs> you look like John Stockton. Oh. He looked like John Stockton, <laughs> literally like like Mark Eaton back in the day when those shorts were even shorter. That's just how start, bad they were. Start calling Rock, Rock Stockton. Yeah, I, yeah. Stacks.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, Rock, he's all yours, Rock. Nah, so you know, given you know Hector's real, you know, vested in the high school football scene. You know, he's like you say, he does a lot of PA announcing. I just want to get your take. You know, how far do you think? uh the the d schools have you know how far do you think they're going to go in the playoffs? You know you have Harlandale, um, going up against Lockhart, and then no S A Memorial and the Burbank against uh, Lockhart. You know, do you think those teams can go pretty far? And do you see a, a San Antonio team making it uh, pretty far beyond those two in, in the in the UIL playoffs?
0: It's it's going to be tough, Rock. I mean, I I think, um, you know, it's you see it right like every single Friday, like. The the thing about high school football that um it's great because, you know, number one, it's Texas, right? And number two, like it's the it's the entire community. It's like it's more, it's more than about football. But like the thing you learn really quickly in covering high school football is how they they play on different play they play on different fields. Like almost literally, you know, in terms of separating them I in mean, classification, right? Like there's a reason Brennan and Steele, Brandeis, Reagan, there's a reason those Judson, there's a reason they're all 6A, and there's a reason you know, Brack, Burbank, Highlands, Harlandale, are are 5A, and then, you know, so on. Um, but beyond those classifications, it's like, you know, I see this comfortably as a kid who would have gone to Lanier, you know, had I not gone with Rudy to, to Central, I would have gone to Lanier. So like, you know, I consider that home, like for me, SAISD is home. Um, and so I'm comfortable saying this is, you know, when, when you play for that kind of team and I know Rocky, like I'm taking your question and I'm like turning into totally something else. Like, instead of being like, dude, just answer whether they're going to win or not, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, when I think of Lanier before I before or, or Burbank or Harlandell or Brackenridge and Sam Houston and so on. Before I think about X's and O's and what they can do on the field and, you know, what's going to be key in, in terms of, you know, them coming up with a win, what I think about first is. You know, how many guys are they gonna have at practice on Tuesday? Because you talk to those coaches and they'll tell you, like, yeah, we didn't have our best player on Tuesday or Wednesday for practice because he had to he had to work or he had to take stay home and take care of a little brother, or he had, to, you know, he had to do this or et cetera, et cetera. And so I think the reality of it makes it tough for the SAISD schools, the Harland uh, Isd schools. Um, The Edgewood ISD schools uh, and then some of the north side and northeast schools like like Lee and Holmes, like the schools that have become landlocked, more or less kind of inner city. Like it's it's ridiculous to me that like Holmes is now inner city, like Lee is inner city. It's it's funny, but like not funny. You know, I think you know what I'm saying. It's interesting. It's 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 kind of become the new reality of the growth of the city and, and like the demographics of the city is it's so hard for schools like that to compete once they leave their district. And so Harlando's going to have a tough go of it, man, with veterans Memorial, um, Vets Memorial in case you guys, uh, you know, cause it, it, they have a kid who plays running back named James peoples. The kid is, is mm-hmm. like, he's getting looks from Ohio state, Penn state, mm-hmm. Alabama, you name him. They're they're looking at James Peoples. Really? And so, yes. And yep, so,
2: he's a four star.
0: And and Harlandell, Harlandale is going to go up against that guy. Like like it's it's going to be tough. You know it's it's a tough go of it. You know and 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 they know the coaches know. And so they'll you know, they'll practice hard all week. They'll give it a shot. Um, but everybody in that district, you know, because Highlands is is the is the fourth team in that district to make the playoffs. It was Alamo Heights was the one seed. Burbank was the two. Harlando with the loss to McCullum ended up being the three seed, and then Highlands is the fourth team out of that uh five A Division two to make it. Um, th- it's gonna be tough for those other three outside of Alamo Heights uh to kind of advance, you know, past this past this first round.
1: Damn. So okay, so Veterans Memorial High School. Where is that located? That's not mm-hmm. Memorial High School where I where I live. No, right?
0: it's it's part of Judson's ISD. It's the new Judson's. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Yeah. See, I've been out of the loop for so long. I don't know half these damn schools. No, honestly,
0: <laughs> Rudy. Honestly, man, if if I didn't, if I wasn't doing, if we weren't doing the games every single weekend, I'm right there with you, man. Like that. Like in the last couple, you know what's funny, Rudy? Is I almost I almost feel like, and maybe stats for stats and Rocky, it's different because maybe they as they were as they were growing up, it's like okay, not a big deal, but you know how for us it seems like forever while we were growing up, it was the same high schools. Like we just had a set number of high schools, right? Yeah. It yeah. seems like right after we graduated, like ex- like expansion started and it – like growth of high schools, the addition of high schools started, and it hasn't stopped since. Like think about it. Like yeah. since we since we left high school, O'Connor has been built. Reagan has been built. Johnson has been built, Steel. Warren has been built, Stevens has been built, Steele has been built, the... War, uh, Harlan has been built, um, uh, uh, Sotomayor has been built, um, you know, the Veterans there, Memorial has been Betters. built, um, you know, there's Wagner has been built. I think I might have already said Stevens, you yeah. know, um, there's all these high schools have, have come up, like in the last 20, 25 years. And, like, if you look at the number of high schools in San Antonio, I'm guessing, like, and count, count Judson, count Steele, count Clemens, count, count, Osteel, count those schools, count Alamo Heights, O'Connor, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to guess those schools number somewhere between 50 and 60, just off the, top, off the top of my head. I would, I would not be surprised if half of them or not near pop or not near half popped up like in the last 20, 25 years.
1: Easily, easily, because yeah. Yeah. when we were OK, so when we were in high school and I'm going to let uh, stats get in here, too. But when we were in high school, I think for what Judson was the powerhouse. I mean, that's yeah. all you knew was Judson back then. There was no one really competing with Judson at the time. Yeah, I think that was like the part the primary school. And then you had a uh, shout out to uh, Kenneth Lopez, quarterback or Central Catholic, who threw more picks than touchdown passes in his career central really wasn't too much of a, a big thing at the time, but we'll blame Hector on that. Cause he played football. I didn't Yeah, blame, blame me for that. No, but to, to
0: your, to your point, Rudy, like for real, like it was, it was Judson, it was Clemens. And then like Northeast, it was Churchill uh, Lee mm-hmm. Addison and Mac, And then North side, it was like, it was Jay Marshall Taft and Clark. Yeah, and, you know, and and then and then all the SAISD all the SAISD schools have been around for a while, and so have the two Harlandell and 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 the two Edgewood ISD schools. For the most part, that was it. And now Northside ISD has like fourteen high schools, yeah. you know, compared, compared to like five when we were in high school. You know, wasn't um,
1: Heights Alamo Heights was like the Notre Dame, right? They just were. They were just a random ass school at that random ass place.
0: Yeah, and they were always pretty competitive. They were always pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah, they're another one. Yeah. They were they've been around for a while too. But yeah, man, and, and even Northeast, like they're not they haven't grown at the same rate as Northside, but their two biggest schools and, and many would say their two best schools by really a number of factors are new or relatively new, Johnson and Reagan. You know, so it like like the high school landscape has completely changed in the last twenty five years.
1: And I, I'm going back in high school basketball. When we were in school, East Central with Bonowitz and Mathis were the powerhouse. Um, I played tournament against West Campus when Devin was there. I got actually dunked on by Devin Brown. That was fun. Um, hey, remember, remember,
0: remember yeah? the, do you remember the story with Steve Nava when he was guarding Devin Brown?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Have, have you
0: told Rocky and Stats that story? I have not. Be my guest. I, okay. I love the way people tell it. Okay, so so we're we're playing West Campus and Devin Brown and one of our teammates he he was in our class a guy named Steve Nava and, and one of our better players, um, that Steve poor Steve is trying to guard Devin. Now Steve is all of like six two, maybe six three, like skinny, you know, um, good player, but like those were his realities, right? Like last name is Nava, six two, six three, skinny. So he's trying to guard Devin. So Devin had, like, by the half, Devin has, like, 34 on us, okay? (laughs) So, okay, so so in the locker room, in the locker room, Coach Ivada, Coach Ivada's, like, he's going over the game plan, and Steve goes, Steve goes, yeah, but Coach, when Devin does this, and Coach Ivada goes, what'd you call him, Steve? Steve goes, Devin. And Coach goes, Steve, he's got 34 points on us. You call him Mr. Brown. (laughs)
2: <laughs> wow.
0: He's, he's got 34 points on us at the half. He's Mr. Brown to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. I do remember that. I remember that story like it was yesterday. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh man. You know, Devin was a beast back then. You know, I I'm going to, I know Stats wants, because Stats is a Bucks fan, but he he's, wants to get a Cowboy question in here. I'm, I got to bring up one other thing with Central because I'm going to talk more about Central in our high school days. We're here with Hector Ledesma Sports Tonight. The, I, I always get approached by this and it's weird because even to this day, I get approached by people about Central Catholic's basketball team. The two names that come up, every freaking time and it was I think we were there at the time where Barry Carew and Michael Canty Mm -hmm. you remember those guys yeah
0: yeah Canty was one year younger than we were he was a transfer in and then Carew was like I think a sophomore when we were there our senior year
1: whatever happened to them because I've got people asking me left and right what happened to those guys I'm like I don't know and I was like you know what let me ask Hector one day. You, you know what, Rudy? I I don't know what happened with with Carew and
0: and um and Canty. I, I did, but remember the next year they won the state championship with those two guys. Exactly. Um, when Canty was a senior, and Barry was a junior, and I think Ronnie Ronnie Fanari was a sophomore. Yeah. Um. They they won the state championship. Now our senior year they went to the state semifinals, and that's and that's where the season ended. But honestly, man, I don't know. I I want to say that Canty played ball somewhere like like somewhere small um but i don't know for sure
1: hmm yeah i, I was a i meant to ask you and i wrote a note that says ask hector that because i literally get people all the time asking about that i'm like i don't know man that's a good question i mean i talk to finari every now and then but other than and career i have no idea so we're gonna shift gears from high school football and sports to the dallas cowboys which is my absolute favorite conversation piece to have with every single guest we have <laughs> because i am a huge cowboy fan not really but that <laughs> is a major back he's a major buck fan he he loves brady more than Giselle loves brady and he wants to ask you oh a wow a question i'm not saying you're gonna divorce him you know well, what that you that's know that's what not that's saying. saying that's
0: not saying much nowadays right everybody loves him more than Giselle does right now do you, do you yeah. think it,
1: okay so do you think Brady look I made the comment a few weeks back and I I don't know if it was on no it wasn't on the Richard Oliver show it was something else Brady looks like Joan Rivers right yeah yeah he had work done he did yeah you okay. can tell yeah he had I don't I don't think I don't
0: I don't know if he's confirmed it but you he looks yeah just look at him you can tell it's like it's 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 weird like it's wax like it,
3: it is it's like well, he's is like, that why the divorce happened?
0: I don't know I don't know. I well, we, all can, I, we can get. Well, I guess idea. I know, right? Like, I mean, all I all I know is is what is what the reports are, right? And 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 given given how his retirement played out, like that had <laughs> that had or or the non retirement, right? Or he did retire for like a week, right? What well,
3: was it like a week or eight? Yeah, it was like it was like a, a week. We like, yeah.
1: were on the air. He retired. We come back next week, and we have to breaking news on the air. Tom Brady's back. Like, what the fuck, really? I, I mean the the way that whole thing happened, it screamed like I'm step. Okay, you're right,
0: Giselle. Like you're right, honey. Like I'm gonna be home. Like there's nothing else to prove. Like how much more can I play? My health is important, right, honey? And then like after a week of it, he was like, Nah, dude. Like I I don't know. People probably got in his ear as well. Like. Not it wasn't just people getting in his year. I don't want to make it sound like I'm blaming like outside forces because at the end of the day, you don't you don't do you don't make a decision like that unless you fully want to make or or it starts with you, you know. But yeah, but I mean, I think I think he thought, why am I walking away? Like I can still play, I can probably still win more championships. Like this is what I love doing. Why am I going to walk away? And I think he thought that okay, it's going to cause some friction at first if I go back and Gisele Gisele's not going to be happy. But like with every marriage. You know, you have your ups and downs, you'll you'll figure it out, you'll work through it, and <laughs> they, I guess they boy. just were to work through it. Oh, yeah. boy,
1: oh, boy, well, this,
3: yeah, it backfired
1: on him. Well, time. yeah, it backfired, but, I mean, you know what, let's just say maybe Giselle saw that his performance in the bedroom was uh, equal to the performance oh. he's having this year on <laughs> the field. So I, I don't blame her for leaving him at all. All right, Stats, so the floor is yours for Hector and the Cowboys question.
3: Oh man, we we just had to talk about the Bucks, and you expect me to you expect me to just segue into the Cowboys questions? Uh, I, I
1: had to loosen you up there a little okay. bit, like like Tom. I mean, you're not as you know, you're not as you know what. I mean, not loose like Tom Brady or anything. I mean, that's we, for we can we can talk about we can talk about that. So you're you're a you're a
0: Buccaneers fan, not a Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, see, he's switching it on uh, you. He's switching uh, it on uh,
2: you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I do like both teams. I am a fan gotcha. of both teams, but gotcha. uh. Yeah, the I mean, did did y'all catch any of that Rams Buccaneers game by by any chance? A little bit. Tom, Tom, I saw Tom Brady throwing it to to even though Rudy's
0: taking a dig at him in the bedroom. I saw Tom throw it like (laughs) Tom threw it like sixty times yesterday, right?
3: Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It was just two bad teams going against. When you're shooting blanks, you just got to keep shooting. Eventually, you'll get one. Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans is going to catch something, right? You know, like hopefully oh, uh, it's
1: not an ST never. Just oh, go
3: on with the question. just go on with the question. Oh man, they got to catch a lot of balls, man. You know? <laughs> the references <laughs> are huge. Oh, it's incredible. I see what you did there. <laughs> but no, uh, no. I'll segue here to the Cowboys, man. Um, do you, is it far fetched to say that the Cowboys can't get to the Super Bowl?
0: Far fetched to say that they can't.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, it, like, I, do they have a pretty good shot? I think. Okay,
0: Th- this is fun, fellas, and I, I think I think we can all take part in this exercise so that so that I don't hug this to myself, right? Like, would you guys all agree that take take the star off the helmet, take take what's happened take what's happened the last twenty five years from from an organizational historical standpoint. Take Jerry Jones out of the equation, right? Like, because when the game starts, like, at the very least, like, Jerry's a little bit removed, like, at least for those 60 minutes, like, Jerry's not right there, right? So take all those elements away and just look at the Cowboys and what you see on the field. Am I not, am I right when I say you look at that team, a ferocious defense, hell of a running game, and a quarterback who, while not what Jerry Jones and maybe some of the uh, Cowboy fans although a lot of Cowboy fans I I find hate Dak or 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 or, or hate on him at, at the very least though a lot of there is a big portion of that really Dak is not who are we kidding right he's not he's not Josh Allen like he's not Patrick Mahomes like he's just not that guy um but he's serviceable he's good he is good enough when you have a great running game and you have pieces around you He's shown us that he can win 13 games his rookie year, uh, and last year he can he can you know he can win. I think they went 13 and four or 12 and five last year. He can he 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 can have success. So when you have those elements, and again take away the Cowboys, the the, the, the star and the and the in the history with, of, of the last 25 years, and he just have the elements that I just named, you would look at that team and think that team's got a good shot at the Super Bowl, right?
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Like put, put the Steeler logo and the Steeler history on this Cowboys team. And you're looking at them and you're like, dude, that's one of the best teams in the AFC. Like it's going to be hard to beat them. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's the way we should be looking at this Cowboy team, but I don't blame anybody. And I fell for it last year. I don't blame anybody who goes, we've been down this road way too many times, mm-hmm. you know, to, to believe and then to have the the rug pulled out from underneath, the one difference I, I, I do see, and, and this is where I have to catch myself from last year because I, this is the, the trap I fell into last year. Last year, I was fooled, like in hindsight. Like as we were going through it, I was like, no, man, the defense is pretty good. What I missed last year and watching them game after game is I mistook the defense being opportunistic and making big plays And Trayvon Diggs going crazy with the interception record in the whole nine. I mistook that for a solid, sound, fundamental, aggressive defense. Well, they were aggressive. Maybe I shouldn't include aggressive. But I mistook what I saw for just an overall complete defense. And so I thought – it's different this year. Last year, I thought this. It's different this year because their defense is better. Yeah, Dak has been good. Yeah, you know, Amari Cooper and C. D. Lamb and Michael Gallup given the give them the best three summer receiver. But it's different this year because of the defense. So here I and and obviously I was wrong. Like you know they got to the they got to the the, the playoff game and the 49ers and Debo ran all over them. Um. So here I am a year later and i find myself thinking the same thing like the defense is what separates them this year like maybe this is maybe this year is different it's not your typical romo's lighting it up but he's having to score 42 points for them to be 6 and 2 like that's not what we're looking at this year but i'm so scared it, it, for lack of a better term to go any further than that because i feel like the, i was burned last year by this same analysis Th- does all that make
1: sense yeah Oh. I completely agree. I, okay, so I, again, I I'm not I'm not a cowboy fan. I'm a cowboy fan by marriage. That's all I've told everybody that I will live and die by that. I am not a cowboy fan, but as good as this cowboy team looks on paper, outside of the receivers, because I said that was their biggest issue this year, and of course Zeke, I've never I've never bought into Zeke at all. Dak Prescott is a serviceable quarterback. Right. I've always right. said he's not going to take you. He may take you to a Super Bowl, but he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. He's going to Matt Ryan. You. He's going to look great till he gets to the Super Bowl, and then all hell breaks loose. So I, I, I don't see Dak Prescott being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Period. This, what's that? Yeah, I was going to say, Rudy. You like period? You
0: don't see it. Period. Even even with a great defense, even with a with a dynamic running game,
1: you don't think he can win. Period. Is this? Is this Cowboy defense the Baltimore Ravens defense where Trent Dilfer became a quarterback winning Super Bowl? Super Bowl. No, no,
0: but no defense is that defense. Like that defense yeah. is there with the '85 Bears and the '70 Steelers, right? Like in the, the mm-hmm. in the Legion of Boom Seahawks. Like I don't. No defense is going to be. No, they're. Those defenses are like top five in NFL history, right? Exactly. Like, no, one, no one's going to reach that
3: level. Exactly, the Brad. The Brad Johnson Buccaneers team. In the Buccaneers team, yeah.
0: right? The Warren I mean, yeah. yeah. The Lynch, the Thomas, yeah. Th- those were. That's another great unit.
1: So, but this team did show what it could do against probably one of the best teams in the league in the Eagles. I mean, they didn't necessarily run all over them, so I give them credit. The defense is good. It's Super Bowl winning good, but. Something has always told me that Dak Dak Prescott's just not that guy to get you there. Like, can he make a play in that big of a game?
0: Yes. I think he can make a couple of plays in a in a game. I think he I can I think Dak Prescott is I mean, the guy's been to two Pro Bowls, right? Like he's not Trent Dilfer. He's not, yeah. you know, um, he's not Brad Johnson, you know. Um, so he 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 can make you enough plays but I agree with you. Like, I think, you know, and and this is the thing about today's, today's sports world. Right. And like what the, what the sports media has become is like, everybody has to have a take. Right. And so like, it's boring, it's boring and it's not cool to say, Hey, look, like, it's all right. Like Dak is not the worst quarterback in the NFL. And at the same time, he's not top three he's not top four. Like he's not, he's not that it's okay to say, sure he's 13th like you don't have to have the argument over and over whether he's a top 10 quarterback I'm totally cool with saying yeah whatever like throw him wherever you want between 8 and 15 I'm not going to scream and yell about it like I don't I don't care but but I do think if he's the ninth best quarterback if he's the 11th best quarterback whatever whatever your cutoff is Mm -hmm. I do think that he is good enough with that defense, and I'm talking specifically about this year's defense, because unlike last year's defense, which had the mirage because they had so many takeaways, I think this year's defense is all around solid. Like, I think this this def- this Cowboys defense is the closest thing I've seen to the early 90s in terms of Cowboys, just Cowboy franchise, historical, yeah, historical right. defenses. It's the closest thing I've seen to the 90s defenses, where, like, you look at that defensive front and you go – that's a good defensive front. You look at the linebackers and you go, okay, none of those linebackers are going to make you go, oh, my goodness, like Ray Lewis or whatever, but as a unit, they're good. You know, Robert Jones, Ken Norton, Dixon Edwards, you know, um, it's a good unit. And in the secondary – it's, it's 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 good it's sound and it makes big plays and 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 they're good against the run but at the same time they're very good in pass coverage too you know uh you know back in the day larry brown kevin smith you know isaac holt you know uh, james washington thomas everett those darren woodson those type guys like i think they're as complete right now as they were then defensively i think this is the most complete defense we've seen um and then you know, when you've got number 11 running around back there, man, I mean, jeez. I mean, yeah. he, he's he's what makes the difference. I mean, uh, freaking Micah Parsons, you know, I, it, it it's, it's getting tough to watch him over and over. It's getting tough to run out of ways to describe, like, the havoc that he creates when he's out there and just the problems that he poses for an offense. So I think, you know, him being a year better. You know, was the big difference between this year and defense and last year's defense as well. So I, I, I think Rudy, really, I think with this defense and with Tony Pollard in the mix, I think they're good and I think Dak can win you a Super Bowl. Now, if if you take Pollard out of the equation, if you take Parsons out of the equation, and now you're now you're asking Dak to throw it forty times a game, then no, I don't think he's going to win you a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. And that, I mean, what you described and these guys are going to jump in now, but I'm going to give a quick second here. But what you described is, you know, the entire sex life of a Cowboy fan, because, <laughs> you know, it's major boner on the D side. But then it's looking at grandma's picture on the offensive side, where it's just left all, all the way around. I mean, that's exactly what it is, because what you described is a great defense, like pass defense for the Cowboys. But then you go, OK. Let me look at the other side of the spectrum. There's no Emmett Smith. There's no Michael Irvin. There's no Novacek. There's no Aikman. There's there's no those guys, and we can't say that this offense for the Cowboys is good enough to get the job done. And that's that's just for me saying. I, I've said that all year for him. but I want these guys to jump in. We're here with Heckler Desmos Sports tonight. Have you just tuned in we're talking about cowboys and we're kind of mixing sex talking there just don't worry about it go back and listen to the podcast you'll understand why rock stats jump in here because y'all rock's the biggest cowboy fan i know he has a pair of blue shorts with a big star i'm not going to tell you where it is he might wear them one day <laughs> but he's got a big star somewhere on there well, we we at the very least we know they're short
3: right they're short the booty shorts
0: yeah
2: uh, right?
1: They are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I agree completely what everyone said about the Cowboys. The only concern for me is their defense is uh, the run defense. You know, that was a big concern for them last season. You saw it against the 49ers, and it still is. You know, they're the middle of a pack team with the run defense, and that's their biggest flaw. If they don't get it fixed, they're going to they're gonna get it exposed again. But I'm just like Hector. Last year I got caught up. I thought this defense was legit. I thought it would be good. And then we see the 49ers, I'm like, man, like, you know, they're good on paper, but no, it's the Cowboys, man. I'm going I'm to root for them, win or lose, man. And then I just get screwed, man, and I'm just upset. Now, you no, know, come here, you know, everyone knows that I talk about the Cowboys, I write for a sports blog, and I wrote a recent blog, and, and I wrote how the reality is, you know, Going into Christmas Eve, the Cowboys can be 12 and two. They have one of the easiest schedules, and that could be a 12 and two team against possibly a 14 and zero team against the Eagles. That would be a hell of a Christmas Eve matchup. This this uh, Cowboy run and playoff run, it's going to come down to uh, you know to the very last game, and it kind of makes me scared of the Cowboys. Somehow get them one seed because they're going to have so much hype around them and they're just gonna shit the bed because that's what you just see every single year it's like there's a curse around there, around them or something you know I get my hopes up and then boom it just gets shit on every year and, and I'm sure Hector you know Mark feels that way but it's just it's just so annoying how you know, how, how uh, frustrating to see them lose and I just can't wait to the day you know maybe in the future if I'm alive still that they win possibly because I'm just gonna rub it in Rudy's face the whole time <laughs> and just be rowdy the whole time and uh, me and Hector are just gonna be yelling at Rudy just <laughs> you know, just like how rowdy the Astros fans have been, and uh, saying, "You know, we're not cheaters no more," but they still are. But that's how rowdy we're gonna get. But I'm, I'm still on the fence about the Cowboys. That, that's why the medical profession made Viagra blue because it's
1: only giving you excitement for a little bit. They, oh, they wow. colored it right after the Cowboys <laughs> logo. So enough said about that. That's, that's why Viagra is oh, blue. Man. The little blue pill all right stats what do you got for a heck on the Cowboys because I'm surprised you're talking Cowboys stats I, I I see you jumping off the bucks bandwagon leaving me on the Falcons bandwagon which will take first place no, no, no matter
3: no, no. I'm gonna pull for the bucks like all the time but I mean it's just it's not it's not been fun being a bucks fan right now. Hey, being a fan.
0: hey stats out of curiosity when, when did you
3: become a bucks fan uh do you remember Josh Freeman I do. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That's that's when I became a Bucks fan. The okay. the hype around Josh Freeman. Gotcha. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was cool. And they have an interesting history. They probably should have won more the 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 Gruden shouldn't have been a one and done, but you know, that we could go into that hole. That was one of the best defenses in NFL history there. But anyway, uh let's not talk about the Bucks because uh let's let's <laughs> here to talk about a team that actually has you know, a shot, and that is the the Cowboys. I think they do have a shot, man. Um, you all brought up some really good points. Uh, the big thing is, and let's not forget, they barely lost that game against the 49ers. Um, to me, it was just the offense wasn't able to find a flow, especially in the second half. Um, they just couldn't get anything going, and um, that's, that's really the side of the ball that let them down in that game. The defense did everything they could, and this year the defense is more stable, so I think they should be able to help them out um, even more in the playoffs or in the postseason. But the other big thing here, guys, is um, we're seeing the changing of the guard here. You know, all these younger quarterbacks are moving into the, you know, the spotlight. We got Allen and Mahomes and Jackson, like all these got Herbert, all these guys stepping, kind of replacing the old guard. I mean, and the thing is, we're seeing these, these, this old guard, like in their teams kind of just falling apart. Um, the Rams, basically, you know, they're not relevant anymore. They're just completely falling apart. They could be up for maybe like biggest collapse of the season. Um, if there is a biggest collapse at the NFL season award, I would probably hand it to either the Rams or the Buccaneers or the Packers. But those are all three teams with like kind of higher profile quarterbacks on and they're just floundering right now. Um, and all of those teams are in the NFC. So all of a sudden we have three major nfc teams that are now just diminished they're falling apart their star is fading which opens the door for other nfc teams like the vikings they're really you know seven and one they're showing up right now but this the door is open for the dallas cowboys to actually get into the super bowl with all of these other like expected contenders just falling apart The
0: the cowboys have the vikings in a couple of weeks
1: yeah,
3: and I'm going to
0: yeah, throw this
1: Vikings out there. Suck. Go back to our, our football, our NFL preview show that we did before the season. I'm the only smart guy on this effing panel because I said my the Vikings were going to be my Super Bowl pick. So I would like y'all to shower me with some beads or something. I'll flash it, whatever, but I want some
3: I want some. Roses.
2: When they get there, Rudy, I will throw a tub of beads on me. Rudy, can, can we, uh, if the Vikings win, can we get you shirtless with chains like Kirk Cousins did and Adam Schefter did today on TV? I saw and that. You, and you just smile, you smiling on camera and Hector's recording you, uh, cheering you on and statues in the background with some music while you wear short shorts. If they win the Super Bowl, I, I, oh, God, Lee, I have a very
1: hairy chest and body. So I would I have to shave? Would I have to shave for that? Yeah, you probably should shave. Uh, Oh, no, because sports tonight on you. You, Okay, no, well (laughs) we'll have to (laughs) get I gotta get some kind of confirmation on Hector if I can do that. But Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna stop you assholes because I already know y'all two and I know everybody else in the show, Candace and everybody, y'all are gonna put me through that forty year old virgin scene, and I'm not doing that. If I've got to shave, we're using the clippers. I'm not going hot wax or whatever on the (laughs) the chest
3: if we do if we do a uh, 40-year-old virgin on you you got to say you like that right before it starts <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> okay this is getting way off subject here cuz this is terrible <laughs> um yeah no i mean overall man cowboys you know they've they they have a legitimate shot let's be real they they've got a legitimate shot the nfc south just sucks i mean the rams are nowhere near what anyone expected it's really the vikings it's the cowboys i mean it's the eagles and that's kind of really it i mean you can't really say anybody else in this entire nfc looks good anywhere so legitimately they've got a shot this is sweep the league it's every monday night D Gerv and Big Mo show Hector, you'd you you'd be so proud of me, man, because I was screwing that name up for so many weeks. Finally got it down. D Gerv and Big Mo show on Facebook <laughs> every single week. <laughs>
3: Rudy, Rudy, didn't you say Big D? Yeah, one
1: night, one night <laughs> it was the but Big, the big D, D show and the big Mo show. Yeah, rock rock really like, wow. said the
3: big d show a few times and i tried to mute myself i tried so hard not <laughs> to laugh
1: at that oh my god baller boys podcast i am refocused radio shamai on the beats internet radio and before we get going here quick shout out to sports tonight go go watch hector man hector and his crew do a fantastic job before we go hector just a little bit you know on the side here man um i i'm gonna give you some kudos here i gotta give you some props man You've worked with some fantastic uh, co-workers, and uh, right now you're working with Isabella. You worked with the, a favorite of mine, Jill Jelnick, who I keep in contact every now and then. She's doing for, for fantastic things over in Tennessee, man. Um, you work with a lot of great people. I commend you, man, because you give, you give a lot of people in the media industry, sports media industry, opportunities and one thing that i've always heard about you from a lot of uh our colleagues is that you're the absolute nicest guy and richard oliver said that too just fyi that you are one of the nicest if not the nicest guy in sports uh media i can vouch for that i've known you since high school so from all of us here at sweep the league man continue to do what you do you're You're an idol for a lot of people. You help out a lot of people. Don't ever change, man. I talk to a lot of people that say, where can I get my break in? I said, you know what? I can do what I can, but shoot a message to Hector. Hector Ledesma, he'll always answer you. He's a great guy. He may not be able to give you a break, but he'll definitely guide you in the right direction. So one thing I did want to say to you, appreciate all you do for all of us that are still trying to make it up that media ladder, man.
0: That's really nice of you to say, Rudy. And, and honestly, man, like you, it don't look at it as as trying to make it up the media ladder. You guys, you guys are making it up up the media ladder. And 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 if that's even a term, right? Like the ladder, like you guys are just making it. Period. Um, the, honestly, Rudy, like it's nice to hear that. I, I I honestly, it I feel bad hearing you when I hear you say that because I know a lot of times I get so consumed with the work and then like trying to be like a good dad and a good husband and trying to be present in, in an industry that tugs at you and doesn't allow you to be present. Right. Mm-hmm. Like with, with the oh, games, yeah. with the games and the commitments and, and the nights and the weekends and the whole deal. Like, and so I try to, And so, because I try, I make a concerted effort. It honestly does feel a lot of times like, dude, I'm dropping the ball. Like I'm not doing what I should be in, in certain areas. And one of those areas is listening to people and, 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 and trying to, to be more receptive to, to some incoming messages, but that's the wrong way to put it, not trying to be receptive, but just not being receptive just in general to, to some incoming messages. So yeah, man, anything, anything you guys ever need, um, you know, I know, uh, I, like you mentioned, I've known you for years. You're like your family, dude. So anything you need, I've, I've had a, I've had a pleasure of, of meeting Rocky over the last couple of years. And I know Rocky and I have talked about a couple of different opportunities, um, you know, I wish I, I I'm hoping that sports tonight can get back to pre-pandemic uh levels, you know, when we had Jill and Isabella, um, you know, and and guys like Casey Vieira, you know, uh Mike Lefko, Adriana Torres, Coral Riggs. Well, we had them all in staff. I love the team that we had, and then the the freaking stupid pandemic, you know, um you know, while it was a lot worse for a lot of people, and I truly understand that. You know, given what we went through, I, I realized that, like, relatively speaking, my struggles with it are much less than than people who actually lost people because of it. Um, but that being said, that doesn't mean that it didn't it didn't wreak havoc on a certain sense of professional professional uh, dealings. You know that, and, and were tough decisions, and and the bosses above me had to make really some some really tough tough uh, decisions. And so I guess where I'm going with all of this is, is yes, is, uh, do not hesitate whether you're listening, uh, the three of you guys, you know, do not hesitate. Um, I hope that I can, you know, give some good advice or help wherever I can, but it is, it, it, we, it is better. The media is better when you have different voices contributing to the medium. You know, um, it's, it's, it gets boring when it's the same. And and that's the great thing that I think mm-hmm. the internet has done, right? Like, it's not just, ch- it's not just TV anymore. You know, it's not just TV and radio anymore. You know, there's, there's podcast, there's, there's different ways to go about it. You know, there's, you know, it, and so um, it's, you know, you keep doing what you're doing, guys, keep doing what you're doing. Let, you know, you're, you're making a mark, whether you, re- whether you realize it or not, you're making a mark and whatever I can help with along the way, feel free.
1: And you, uh, you're one of the guys that I've always said thank you to for personally, uh, and also for the show, because I mean, we were on radio for a while. We're getting, we're hoping to get back on the radio here. I'm trying to work out some deals here, but we're hoping to get back on the radio, but we were on the radio for a while. And I've always told you personally, you're one of the guys that helped me. You guided me. I remember the very first day I I messaged you and James Areola because y'all were doing a what is it a potato and egg? oh
0: it was the 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 silly chorizo and egg
1: chorizo podcast. and egg yeah. podcast and yeah. that was now, now,
0: now to be to be fair bro that that was odd james like that, <laughs> that thing, James. you and, and like in, in a in a bit of seriousness like that, that was that that was james because you guys will know the hardest thing about some the hardest thing about a, a process is starting it right like like it's like no i should But then if I do, then this, this, and this. And by the time you know it, like 99% of people who have an idea don't get beyond the idea because those first initial steps stop them. So the hardest thing is starting something, and you guys started it, and kind of like chorizo and egg james started that like had it not been for james that would have never happened i was like bro you let me know what you need and yeah let me know what time to be there or what time to call in or what time whatever to to, to click on the link and so that was all james in terms of chorizo, chorizo and
1: egg <laughs> yeah that was a cool podcast i remember way back in the day that's how far ah, it's been a long ass time but nonetheless man appreciate you know for you coming on appreciate everything you do and just like you you've got a great staff that works with you and makes the show go. Um, I'm gonna give the same shout out to my my guys: uh, Rock, Stats, Derek, uh, Shamaya, and Candice. I don't there there's no one below anybody. It's all we're all equal heads, and we all have a say, and we all have something to do with it. But a huge shout out to my staff as well. Something I've learned from Hector is that you can't do this alone. It takes a team, and he's got the absolute best team in his corner. I've got a great team in my corner so thank you guys for everything but Hector it's been fun I've I've got a little bit of surprises maybe in the next couple of months where I may need you to come back on because we're trying to do a celebrity boxing match and right now it's you against Richard Oliver so we're're we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we're trying to see how that's gonna work oh, and
3: please let's <laughs> record that.
1: Yeah, sweep as, the as, as, long, as long as me and Stas can commentate the whole other play by play. <laughs> oh yes, please, please. I love Richard. Richard's great, man. Richard's Richard, fantastic. Richard's,
0: <laughs> Richard's awesome. Richard's awesome.
1: Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's great. So it was good talking to him. But thanks for stopping by, Hector. We appreciate it, and we'd love to have you on again. You want to bring any of your uh, sports tonight, people on sweep the league? Just give them the heads up that you know we're kind of bad over here a little bit. So, wow. uh but everybody's everybody's welcome even uh even Richard said Don Harris at one time so that's kind of that would make me wonder if uh, I'm even good enough to get the great Don Harris one day (laughs) no they're 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 super
0: cool man they're they're nice Don and and Chuck like they're you know they I hear what you're saying like they've been here forever and dude they've been here for so long that I interned for Don and like Chuck was like my boss forever you Know, uh, um, yeah. and, they're, and, they're, and they're the way I see it that I'm kind of, I'm they're forever my boss, like you know what I'm saying, like they're they're always going to be the guys that I grew up watching, you know. So I hear what you're saying, but but they're super nice and. Um, I can I can certainly put a put let them know and be like, hey, man, come, come on suit the league if if you'd like me to. But honestly, Rudy, really, like if you reached out to them individually, honestly, i I have no doubt that if they couldn't in that moment at some point they would. they're they're both good guys. yeah, um you know, and 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 I'm sure Richard kind of Richard kind of mentioned that last week too. um, you know, they're they're both super good guys. We do that we do a a show together um every week and and you know, I would put Richard in that same line. like Richard, you know, it's funny. He Richard's done some stuff, man. Like working in New oh, York City yeah. you know. Like he was, he was, you know, working around Bill Parcells and covering all those teams. Like Richard's done a lot of stuff, man. Like don't let don't let him being. You know, kind of in charge of the Alamo Dome right now or whatever, you know, picking freaking, freaking running San Antonio. I always tell Richard, you're you're always running some aspect of the scene <laughs> I, I just I just in a in a given moment, I just don't know which aspects. But the point being, like that don't let don't let that job title quote unquote fool you. That dude has done some stuff and he knows so, a lot of stuff and he knows a lot of people. So yeah, it, it, it's a good group. And so don't don't read don't hesitate to reach out to any of them.
1: Yeah, we will. We'll oh, definitely reach out.
0: out. All that being said, if if you if if, if you like me to to kind of you know whatever get in between, let me know.
1: Oh, you're stepping in between, man. That's, are you gonna ref these fights that we're about to have with everybody? Because <laughs> only uh, if
0: only if Rocky and Stats go at it.
1: Well, hey. we're all we're all you know. I grew up on the West Side, so if you're gonna be the ref, I know how to pay off a ref. I'm I'm good at bribery type things, so that's all the West Side in me. Mean, St. Mary's that's, University yeah. area. So has for watching their Cobra Kai, Rudy. Oh, yeah. If you're comparing me to Terry Silver, that's Hector. <laughs> I look nothing like that guy. I'm a lot cuter now, especially <laughs> since I lost weight. But yeah. no, Hector, ever I Hector, uh, really do appreciate you coming on, man, Um, for for stats, for Rocky, for Hector. For Candace, who's taking care of the baby. For Derek, who's on the d Gervin Big Mo Show. Got it. And for Shamaya, who I did say, give me one second. We're getting ready to get out of here. One second with Shamaya. He's got a lot of big things coming out. Shamaya on the Beats, follow him on Twitter. You got to go follow this guy. He's got some major stuff coming out. I can't really say, and I really don't have a lot of info, but I have some that I can't really share yet. Let's just say it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. So be sure to follow Shamaya on the Beats. So for everybody here, until we sweep the league again next Monday, we'll see you soon.